Welcome to the Vibrate Podcast. I'm Amy, a therapist turned energy healer and intuitive astrologer, and I'm here to help you transform your life. I'll guide you in ways to live your life more and more from an aware and expanded state of being. From this perspective, you can heal trauma, align with your soul, and live in your energy vibration as a way of life. Subscribe and follow my social media at Root Wellness Studio to be notified when new episodes drop. Hello, it's Amy, Root Wellness Studio, bringing you an episode about the Aries eclipse that's happening tomorrow. I'm recording this on April 18th. And yes, I am recording this while driving. This is a new one. I'm usually walking in the woods, but this is just when I have time to hit record. So thanks for bearing with my totally human life that I live and um, me trying to get information to you in a timely way. (laughs) Um, It's actually kind of perfect that I'm driving the car and I will tell you all about why that is. For one thing, all this spiritual stuff, all this like astrology and spiritual awareness, personal growth, like all this kind of stuff is really about how can we be embodied in our human containers and the vessel that is really a primitive mammal with this complexity of our expansive never-ending consciousness. It's like all together in the experience of being human in the 3D field of the earth. And it's really kind of like, how do you take all this that you're learning about astrology, spirituality, your own self, your psychology, whatever else, And how do you live your life in a day-to-day way in the human world? And that's really what the eclipse is asking us to do because it's happening at the very tippy tail end of Aries, which is about how are you incarnating? Who are you showing up here as? And just hours after the eclipse, the sun moves into Taurus. And Taurus is the sign that's all about the earth, how we actually do our lives, how we commit, how we show up in a steady, day-by-day, committed way and live. So partly I'm like laughing that I'm like driving the car right now up to my office because that's, this is how you take it on the go. My, my Reiki teacher, Purnima always says, take Reiki on the go. And that's what I'm thinking about here. How do you do this? How do you drive around in this like muggle world and still have connection to your highest vibration, connection to your soul purpose? Like how is that still a part of it when you're sitting at a red light? (laughs) And the other reason that I think it's kind of extra funny and cute that I'm driving is because um, when an eclipse happens, it happens in a zodiac sign, in this case, Aries, and we always want to consider the ruler, the ruling planet of that zodiac sign has kind of a voice in that eclipse. And then we look at where is that ruling planet currently. So this gets a little bit confusing. I'm putting a lot of layers together here, but Mars is the ruler of Aries, okay? Mars is currently in the sign of Cancer, which is kind of a funky place for Mars. Mars is action-oriented, warrior-like. You can take that from a low vibration of a warrior all the way to sort of like a peaceful warrior. Like um, it does have like a kind of a masculine quality, but there's like this um, steadiness and this focus on what matters with Mars. And so that can come out on a lower vibration as fighting and anger and stuff. But I I want you to always think about these archetypes of the planets as having a spectrum and how can you connect to the higher vibration, the higher octave of that spectrum. And so I really see Mars as this like dedicated 
innovator um, who lives with so much intention and focus and with like a steady, um, <clears throat> like an emotional but steady connection forward to like what's happening, what can I create, what can I fight for, but like in a, you can think of that in like a cosmic way. And so then you put Mars in this water sign, this home base sign of cancer. And it's sort of like Mars is homebound or waterbound or ways like symbolism that can help you kind of understand the energies. So I, I think a lot about like Mars kind of treading water or surrendering to the current. So some astrologers will talk about Mars as kind of like in your birth chart for your personal self, Mars has to do with kind of like how you go about your life, like how you take action, how you move in your body, things like that. And so sometimes I'll say like, oh, Mars is like the car that you drive around in. So I'm just laughing that I'm driving while I record this podcast. <clears throat> um, I actually, <laughs> my son is in cancer. So I kind of actually enjoy the Mars and cancer energy. Um, but it is a little bit like loss. Like, where am I going? Like, what am I doing? Because there isn't that self-direction kind of vibe that Mars likes to have. Like you can't swim in the ocean and have a real clear path that you force yourself to take. You have to sort of be in a harmony or an alignment with the current and with the water. Anyway, that's kind of a long tangent about why it's funny that I'm in the car, but let me talk to you about the eclipse itself. So it's happening in the evening on the 19th. If you're on the East coast of the States or beyond eastward, it's going to be actually on the 20th past midnight. Um, quick little reminder to you before I forget that my partner Brian and I do a free Reiki moon circle every full moon and every new moon. So we always do that for the eclipses too. We tend to do a little bit bigger of a um, kind of holding of a container and bringing in healing energies when there is an eclipse because it's such a potent energetic. So this Wednesday, the 19th at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time is when we'll be holding the circle. This is something that you join in for free remotely with your focused intention and awareness wherever you are there's nothing to plug into watch listen to and you likely will feel kind of the somatic sensation of the energy like a warmth or a presence in your body you can join our free text list where we send reminders about this and a little bit of information about the astrology you can do that by texting the word connect c-o-m-m-e-c-t to the number 720-927-7722. If you would like information, by the way, about my upcoming astrology school, which starts in September, I have really steep discounts to commit early to the year next year. And you can text the word, um, what is it, school, to find out about that, to that same number. So you can just reply to the same number with the word school, and you'll get information about that. Um, anyway, moving back into the eclipse energy. So let's just do like a little quick basic lesson. Eclipses have to do with the alignment of the sun, the moon, and the earth. And there's two kinds. There's solar eclipses and there's lunar eclipses. And one happens on a new moon and one happens on a full moon. So in this situation, it's a new moon, which means that the sun and the moon are 
from our earth perspective, they're, they're together, they're aligned in the sign of Aries. And that's kind of like the moon holding the energy from the sun uh, um, and almost like blocking the earth from it, right? So we're kind of like in darkness here in the earth while the moon sort of takes all the energy from the sun. And it's happening. It's like this, this power conversation happening between the sun and the moon in the energetics of Aries. And then there's a way that on the earth, we're sort of getting like a reset around the energies because there's like this momentary break in the sun's light shining through here. And the moon, which holds our innermost worlds, our psyches, our um, emotional inner world, that is what's sort of absorbing all the energy from the sun. So some of us feel this personally, like we are the moon sort of a vibe. Some of us just have a feeling of disconnection from the sun and the knowing and the light and the obvious, but whatever it is for you, there's all these other mixes in the energy that have to do with the relationships, the transiting aspects of what's happening with the other planets at the same time. It's like, it's sort of like power packed into this portal feeling of energy that happens just several times a year. So, there's always the energy of whatever, if it's a new moon or a full moon, that's also part of the mix. So this being a new moon has the flavor of beginnings or initiations. The fact that it's an Aries kind of doubles up that feeling of initiation because it's the beginning of the Zodiac, but it's at the tail end of Aries. So it also has this kind of layer of ending that is with it because it's at the very last hours of the sun being in the last degrees of Aries. That also has this sort of like emotional maturity to it that you can tap into that's sort of like, oh, I'm understanding this is where I've been. This is where I've been with these Aries energies. And this is what I need to know moving forward into this new beginning. It could be a way that you kind of work with it. But then there's also always this conversation happening from the other planets. And we have a huge transit to this exact eclipse, which is Pluto, which you may remember March 23rd, 2023, Pluto moved signs for the first time in 15 years into Aquarius. So Pluto is still sitting at that zero degree point of Aquarius at the very, very beginning of that second, um, <clears throat> sorry, of the, of Aquarius, which is the second to last, that's what I was trying to say, the second to last sign of the Zodiac. It has to do, the, the energy of Aquarius has to do with innovation, um, communities, groups of people, future orientation, technology, things like that. But it also has to do with um, Aquarius is about the water bearer. So it's sort of the container that holds the water. It's actually an air sign. So I think about sort of grasping at ways to structure or hold energies is kind of the feel of Aquarius. And there's some modern rulership of Aquarius with the planet Uranus, which brings in the, um, if you know the energies of Uranus, like the wild card, lightning strike, quick pivot kind of energy. So that's all, always in the mix here when we're talking about Pluto's current placement. And Pluto is squaring the sun and the moon for this eclipse, which brings this like really powerful because Pluto is such a long-term, um, you know, is, sits in signs for so long. And this kind of feeling of having just moved into Aquarius, just kicked off this next 20 year period where Pluto is going to be in the sign of Aquarius, it has this feeling of this eclipse is so powerful. One of the more powerful ones of this decade 
that really brings us into alignment, into a choice point, a very direct choice point of what our future holds. Like what are we really transmuting out and what are we inviting and intending in? But like with like a power pack punch because it's got the Aries Mars quality to it, as well as that um, Aquarian Uranus energy too. So there's, there's like a lot of intensity for this energy. I also, just a side note, when, whenever you have any of these kinds of transiting aspects also held as aspects in your birth chart, for example, if you have Pluto squaring the sun or squaring the moon in your chart, just as an example, it will affect you in a more directly personal, deeply personal way. Um, I do have space for readings, like just a few right now. If anybody wants an eclipse reading, I'm doing them through a spot fund campaign for $100 for a 30-minute recorded reading. You can look at your chart and tell you what this eclipse is about for you. There's an eclipse season. It's kind of now through um, early to mid-May that this is playing out, so it's good timing to grab those. Um, there's a link in my Instagram bio at Root Wellness Studio if you want to check that out. I literally only have time for like a handful of readings. So grab one if you want to. But coming back to this Pluto square. So this kind of the other thing that comes up with Pluto has to do with karma and past life energy. And this is kind of a double whammy conversation happening because also in the eclipse chart, we have Saturn structure, commitment, responsibility in a sextile with the north node and a trine with the south node and so the north and the south node are related to the eclipse because that's how we determine um, which sign the eclipse is happening in um, it has to do with where the nodes are and what the elliptical ellipsis angle of the um, moon orbiting the earth is this is like so much Hopefully you're following me. Um, so the thing is, when it comes to trines and Saturn trining the South Node, I always think about trines having to do with trauma healing. That's kind of one of my little um, mnemonics to remember that. Trines, trauma healing. And the South Node has to do with past life karma, like what we came in with some sort of like old baggage around, old patterns, old traumas, things that we didn't quite resolve or shake off in a past life. We're here to burn that off in this lifetime. And that's gonna come up strong for us whenever there's activations happening with the South Node. Eclipses also always hold these sort of like potent past life evolution kinds of energies in them. And then in addition, Pluto being involved because Pluto connects to karma too. So there's sort of this triple way that this eclipse is very much about past life karma and how you'll know this. So I want to offer just kind of a quick um, exercise. It can be, you can do this with journaling or art making, or you can do it just kind of sitting in meditation. But basically you want to think about what are the topics that you perseverate on? What are the patterns that you repeat a million times over, even if you're aware of them and you just cannot get out of them. And they may or may not relate to trauma in this lifetime. They may just be things that seem to just be there. That's kind of how past life karma can feel. Coming in with certain fears, certain roles that you always kind of fall into naturally. 
you can think about how you played as a child or what your fears or focuses were when you're a kid, the things you thought about, the things you cared about. That can um, be a, a simple place to start to look if you don't know your past life karma energy that's here. Probably, you know, it's already here, like the eclipse energy is here already. So if you are not sure, well, what's been on your mind? What's been happening in your life for the last couple of days? What topics are keeping you up at night? What, what relationship energies are potent for you right now? Where is there conflict? Where is there um, just extra care needed in your life? And that's probably going to also take you back into this energy of what's in your past life experience. And if you really intend to spend some time, like I would, I'm actually going to try to record a um, guided meditation to go along with our Reiki circle, which I'll be texting out to the group tomorrow morning. So get on that list if you want that, or you can always, I guess, just reach out to me and hopefully I'll see it and send it to you directly. But um, this is a really supported, powerful time to transmute lots of energy through the support of that moon kind of absorbing and taking the energy from the sun and giving us this little reset moment here down here on this itty bitty planet where we can clear energy, like quickly clear it. Then there's always the process of how do we take our human being post clearing, post healing and actually have integration with this new version of self or new pattern that we're trying to create or thing that we're doing differently now which the cool thing about the eclipse timing is that we have it the sun moving into Taurus hours later which really is about how do I like walk the walk so I want to offer this like extra kind of homework this time which is to kind of really sit with like all those questions I asked you can rewind it back and listen again and what are the themes coming up for you What's here? What's obviously, what's the energy that you're working with right now? You don't even have to know your birth chart to get it, to understand it. You can look up what houses you have 29 degrees of Aries in, um, where you have zero degrees of Aquarius, where Pluto is. Those are the energies that are activating. You can learn a little bit more about your south node placement, kind of mix that in if you want to get a little more um, advanced with your practice. But otherwise, to just really think about, like, why am I holding on to this pattern, feeling, energy, old story? Like, what is this? And just let it go. Like, you do not have to keep perseverating and repeating. I oftentimes think about and talk to my clients about how, you know, life is sort of this, like, circular experience. There's this kind of merry-go-round feeling that we have when we are like going about our life and maybe in a less conscious way, it's like, oh, here we go again. Here we are in that same pattern. The same thing is showing up. There's been really no change. And that's kind of the merry-go-round version of how life feels here. But if you can think about up-leveling yourself, spiraling upward, it's really fascinating how you'll see the same patterns come up, but you'll be viewing them from a higher perspective, from a more um, healed and growth-oriented place. And so when I think about, it's funny, I'm like literally in reverse right now. <laughs> um, when you think about 
welcoming yourself to the higher rung of this like spiraling up like you have to do it you have to be in a different place you have to be in a different story in your mind you have to be in a different embodiment of how you're holding your cells and your being you have to commit to that and do it as a practice and do that like like healing is something that happens with daily commitment it's something you have to do actively every day so i'm going to leave you with that because guess what i just parked I just got to my office. So happy eclipse. Hope to see you on the astral. Reach out if you have questions.